We started in a, a little corner of the Greensboro Sportsplex. We were the, you know, the first CrossFit in Greensboro. Um, expanded from there to a location off of Norwalk Street, and then it's just been an evolution since then. And you know, now we're a location off of Ford Dundas Circle. Welcome to the Healthy GSO Podcast, the number one show for active people in Greensboro and the triad who want to stay fit, healthy, strong, and balanced without pain meds, injections, or surgery. Brought to you by LeBauer Physical Therapy and Wellness Center. We're your hosts, Aaron and Andre LeBauer. Thanks for spending time with us today. Hello, welcome back to the Healthy GSO Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron LeBauer, and today my special guest is John Meeks. John is the um, owner of CrossFit Greensboro. He's a CrossFit coach. He's been doing it for 12 years and more. And uh, when John and I connected a while back, um, we had a lot of things in common and he does some great stuff at CrossFit. You know, we uh, both believe in like functional movement. We're just at different parts of the scale. So I wanted to have him come on and share what he's doing. So John, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you spending the time with us during your busy day. Dr. LeBauer, thank you for having me today. So you're you're an awesome guy, and I'm just glad to be here and talk with you today. So awesome. So John, can you give us a little um, you know background on you? I mean, you so see, you own a, a a CrossFit gym and you coach CrossFit, but what was happening before that, and how'd you even <laughs> how'd you even get into this whole CrossFit? Thing? So um, been around CrossFit a long time. You know, I used to say that uh, when I started with CrossFit, people didn't know what it was. You would mention it and people were like, what is that? Yeah. Um, but I, I started, my original background was actually a martial arts instructor and I had a martial arts school. Um, did that for a number of years. Got out of that industry um, for a couple of years. Decided I, for some reason that I wanted to go into banking. Did that for about two years. And then from there, realized that my passion with, was with fitness. Got back into the fitness area of things. Owned a gym, was a strength and conditioning coach. Uh, did that working specifically with volleyball teams for I don't know, five or six years. And then about 12 years ago, I got interested in CrossFit. Um, it's before people really knew what it was. And every year I try to do something that's I, I wasn't familiar with. So I, I, I try to go out and learn something new in our industry. And at that time, CrossFit was not as well known. Um, so I went and got my, my level one certification. Um, from there, I started implementing some of the training with the athletes that I was working with at the time and then just fell in love with it. Um, from there, we started in a, a little corner of the Greensboro Sportsplex. We were the, you know, the first CrossFit in Greensboro. Um, expanded from there to a location off of Norwalk Street, and then it's just been an evolution since then. And you know, now we're a location off of Ford Dundas Circle, and we've got a you know, 12,000 square foot space. Um, so we've been very blessed as far as being in it, um, but I don't know, I, I just love it. I love being part of it, and I, I think it's an, uh, an awesome place to be. That's awesome. So. What's so now that we get CrossFit, right? It's what can you describe like what is CrossFit? Like, I'm sure a lot of people on here listening have heard of it, or maybe some people know about CrossFit, but if someone is like, Well, I still don't know what CrossFit is, fair enough. What yeah. is CrossFit and um, who's it for? So, yeah, I've got my technical definition constantly varied functional movements executed at high intensity over broad time and modal domains. That really means nothing to anybody except for us. Yeah. Um, but but essentially what we do is 
Um, we dive into different modalities of fitness. We dive into weightlifting. We dive into gymnastics. Um, we dive into kettlebells and the, all these different things. And we try to put them all together in one package. And what we try to do is pull from all these different areas. What are weightlifters really good at? And what can we take from them? You know, the, these kettlebell masters, what are they really good at? And what can we take from them and pull that and make our fitness better? Um, what are runners and rowers and, you know, all these different athletes, what do they bring to the table? We try to take what they do and bring it all into our training. So we're doing a little bit of everything. Now, I, I don't put limitations on who CrossFit is for. Mm-hmm. I will say that it's for some people and it's not for other people. I always say, give it a try. You know, because I've been surprised when people come and walk through the door and they're like, I would never think in a million years that they would be interested in it. And they love it. They absolutely love it. And I've had other people that I thought would be great at it. It's just not for them. I've been doing this a long time. And, um, you know, I don't feel like, you know, every person that walks through the door is going to love it. It's just not the world that we live in. Some people like what they like. And this is not for them. CrossFit is hard. There's no doubt about it. And the better you get at it, the harder it is. So that's one of the avenues that, you know, sort of is a, a precursor for starters realizing it's going to challenge you. I don't care where you come from. You know, I have division one athletes and, you know, pro athletes that walk through the door and this challenges them. So it's, it's hard no matter who you are, but what we try to do is bring that to the level of where you're at. We want to challenge you, whether you're a brand new beginner, or we want to challenge you, whether you're an elite athlete. And we do that through modifications and scalings and different things like that for each athlete. Oh, that's awesome. So like someone who's uh, 80 could do it. Someone who's, you know, a kid, kids can do it. And even like adults like you and I can do it. Absolutely. I have, I have, you know, five pound kettlebells. I have, you know, six pound medicine balls. I have a barbell that weighs 10 pounds that my seven-year-old daughter uses, Mm -hmm. you know, like we have all levels that we can work with all scalings or, you know, different things that we can work with to make it either easier or harder, depending on where you're at at that point. Well, right on. And, you know, so, I mean, some days CrossFit gets a bad rap, right? Like, is it, I mean, is it dangerous or is what would make something like weightlifting or gymnastics, like what would make it like dangerous? And I will say in air quotes, because there's danger. I mean, a lot of things I've seen people break a toe in yoga. So, so what it comes down to is, is coaching is what I feel like, you know, you can go in and you can have a good personal trainer or a bad personal trainer. You know, there's all levels, no matter what you go to and whatever you do. Um, yes, CrossFit can absolutely be dangerous if you have bad coaching, mm-hmm. if you don't have people that are giving you the appropriate guidelines and progressions to get to certain things, you know? Um, and I think that's where CrossFit got a bad rap is that there were people that were going out when it first got really popular, they were opening up CrossFit gyms and they're going in with very little background, you know, other than a, like a, you know, CrossFit certification. And then they were trying to teach this. And it's just, in my opinion, it's not enough to get somebody qualified to be a coach for CrossFit. Um, for example, my coaches that come in, you know, the level one certification is not, not qualify them to be a CrossFit coach. They need to come in and shadow with the coach to learn how to teach weightlifting, to learn how to teach these gymnastic skills and these different sports skills are going to be necessary to keep people safe. And once I feel comfortable that they're at that point, then we allow them to to instruct members and scale members and make those modifications and suggestions, et cetera. Right. Um, most of the time when people get hurt in, in, in CrossFit, 
or in our, in our gym specifically, and I won't say that nobody's ever gotten hurt. That would be, you know, that would be a lie. But a lot of times it is because people are trying to go further than what the coach is wanting them to go. You know, they're, the coach is making recommendations and saying, hey, this is probably too much weight or let's do go ahead and scale this down. And they're trying to push beyond that before they're ready for it. Right. Um, you know, and, how I, and do I think you, that's like, how do you meet that? Because that's important. Like, and I'll tell people <laughs> like listening, like I've been I've done CrossFit for five years. I've uh, not seen anyone get injured. I was in a class where someone did get injured, but he was doing something that wasn't on the menu for the day. Um, I've seen more people get injured in yoga and way more people get injured playing soccer. And I've been injured racing bicycles. (laughs) Um, So relatively, you know, safe, but does get this bad rap, right? When someone walks in the gym who isn't, who doesn't feel strong, they don't feel like I really belong here because, you know, I haven't lift weights or I'm don't do, I can't do these crazy things, but I heard something that the, something about CrossFit that's going to be helpful for me. How do you make sure that they um, are doing the right variations of the exercises and fit them in with people who are like walking in off the street, who are Olympic athletes or collegiate athletes? How do you make that work? So the first thing you do when somebody walks into a CrossFit gym is they are absolutely intimidated. Like it is an intimidating place. You know, you've got ropes hanging up, you've got rings hanging up, you've got, you know, people in there. Like I have members that have been doing CrossFit for 10 plus years, Mm -hmm. you know. um, So they come in and they see all this. So the first thing you want to do is try to break down those barriers of it's all right to be where you're at. You know, it's all right to come in and be like, okay, this, this is brand new for me. It's all right that if I'm, you know, not as good as, as other people with this, that's the first barrier you have to do because what happens is, most people, whether they say it or not, they're inherently competitive to some degree. So they want to be able to be on the same level as everybody else. So you have to set that standard where it's all, it's all right to be where you're at first and foremost. Secondly, you've got to have an environment within your gym that is very welcoming for people to have progressions. In other words, like, um, you know, whenever I program workouts, like, yeah, we do give like, here's an advanced level version of the workout, but we also give versions that are much more scaled down that's programmed into the workout so that people feel comfortable. Like they're not doing something out of the ordinary. They're just doing the, this first level version of the workout. Mm-hmm. Um, and you put that at a level that most people, you know, 90% of the population is going to be comfortable and safe doing it. You know, um, example of that would be like, you know, pull-ups, one of those things that, you know, might be a little bit too advanced for people when they, when they start you know, we start them off on like a set of rings doing like ring rows or, you know, you know, something similar to a TRX or, you know, something of that version. And then we progress them to a point where they're building enough strength and shoulder stability to be able to go into the pull-up bar. And then, you know, maybe from there, they might progress to something like a muscle up or, or something beyond, beyond that as they move up. But the key is that what, you know, you've got to create this environment that people are comfortable you know, accepting those, you know, making those modifications and the members that are around them are also supportive of that. Um, I think everybody remembers their first time in CrossFit remembers their first workout that they've done. And in a way they, they, they're, they're compassionate um, to that new person walking through the door and they're like, Hey, you can do this. I know right now you don't feel like you can, but if you keep coming, you will find success in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's awesome. That's really important. Thanks for sharing. I, I know that um, when I first walked in, I was like, wait, you know, like this is different. You know, I got my own idea about how my body should move. Yet, let me see if I can make it work, you know, the way other people do. 
you know, um, so it's great. And I've gotten stronger and I'm like, I, when I was racing bikes competitively, I should have had yoga and CrossFit in the winter. And I, I didn't, um, what, uh, you know, one thing I know about my body is if I'm lifting too much overhead, I feel it in my low back. Or mm -hmm. if I'm, uh, what's the other one? It's, uh, if I'm doing, if, if I'm going too like much on my pull-ups, I feel it in my neck. I don't feel yeah. it where I'm supposed to. I happen to be a physical therapist and I've been doing this for a long time. What are some of the cues or how do you coach people to know when, um, you know, even if it's a, as many reps as you can type of workout, how do you coach people to know, like, when do they need to scale or what are some cues that people listening, even if they're not doing CrossFit, maybe um, can understand in like weightlifting or other activities they're doing to know how to listen to their body, to know when it's time to push and when it's time to, um, you know, kind of stop. Um, so, you know, one of the things that, that we do with every class is um, as we're warming up, we're trying to loosen up the muscles that are maybe overworked throughout the day and activate the muscles that we want to work that day. You're probably familiar with that as well. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're doing a little bit of soft tissue work with um, utilizing a foam roller, lacrosse ball, or, you know, something of that nature to try to tighten up those things we get from everyday activities of sitting, looking at a computer, looking at a phone, you know, all that internally rotated stuff. We're trying to get that loosened up. And then we're trying to, hey, let's get these muscles that we need working, like in the case of like pull-ups or whatever, the shoulders, the rear delts, so the those posterior chain muscles that we need to get active before we get into those activities. So we, we make sure that that warm up is appropriate for the activities that we're doing that day. Um, and then a lot of times what you're looking for, you know, from the, from the coaches, what I want to see is that they're watching each person do these movements before we get into anything that's of, you know, high intensity, you know, so, you know, first you're looking at mechanics, you know, then you're looking at consistency of mechanics, then you're looking at intensity. You know, if they're if, if they're doing it right and they're feeling it right and they can do it right and it, it feels right when they're tired, then we can start amping up the intensity a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's important that we do that before we get them into anything where, you know, it's a huge high volume or anything like that, with especially movements that are more likely to have an injury overhead pressing movements, Olympic lifting, you know, those types of things. Um, to me, that is probably more down the road for people before they're doing anything um, at high volume with those, those movement patterns. Yeah. Cause some of those movements are really complex in that they require good flexibility and strength or stability in all like almost all the major muscle groups and joints. Right. Mm -hmm. What's the, um, What's probably the one exercise that requires, you know, someone to have like really good quality movement? Like what's probably, the, probably the number one is the, the Olympic lift, the snatch, mm -hmm. you know, that's the movement, you know, with the barbell, as far as the most technical requiring the most amount of mobility, the most amount of stability in the shoulders, um, you know, hip flexibility, they're like, all these things have to come together, um, to be able to make it work. Now, the benefits of something like that is number one, most people, when they walk through the door, they've never done anything like this before. So it's, it's brand new. And that brand new provides a challenge and through that challenge of learning to do something new, they're learning 
balance and coordination and they're developing, you know, that active mobility and they're developing speed through their hips. These things that they use and other things that they do in, in, in life. Um, but what they're focusing on is this one movement pattern that they're trying to perfect. Now, you know, we're, we're very slow about progressions with the snatch, you know, master the, the mechanics first. Um, but that journey is what keeps people interested in it. You know, they're, they're being challenged every week to try to get a little bit better and make a little bit of progress. Right. Because you're not supposed to, like, come in and snatch your body weight like the first time you've ever done it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, <laughs> snatching your body weight is like a, a, a lifetime goal. Like, you put that up there, it's like, that's my, one of my lifetime goals is to be able to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. And if, I mean, you can, if you can do that, you're an exceptional athlete. Like, I've never seen anybody that, you know, that's able to do that. That's not really good at a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they've got mobility, they've got your speed, they've got strength, you know, they've got stability in their core. They have all those things if they can do that. You know, what is, um, like, let's just say for the snatch. So for most people, if you're listening, and you don't know what it is. That is right. It's where yeah. you pick a weight up off the ground on a barbell and you get it straight up overhead and there's a, a component of a squat in there because you want to squat under the bar. Yeah, Did so I describe it right? That is correct. You're taking a weight from, simply it's taking a weight from the ground overhead, passing through an overhead squat as quick as possible. It's considered the fastest lift on the planet. Meaning, you know, when you see people do this at the, the, the expert level, um, you know, they're in the half a second round and how quickly they get underneath this bar. Um, and, and from an application point of view, normally to be able to snatch really well, like you've got really good knee, hip and ankle extension, which is one of the keys to like athletic movement. Like when you run, when you jump, um, when you throw a ball, when you kick a ball, when you throw a punch, all that power is developed through that extension of the knee and hip. And if you can snatch really well, you have really good, powerful kinetic chain, which is right. you know, ankles, knees and hips. Yeah. One of the ways I like to think about some of these Olympic lifts is you have to have strength, power, mobility through your full range of motion, not just limited ranges of motion. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah. like boxing, <laughs> boxing is a limited range of motion, just hands going forward, yeah. riding a bike. Yeah. My whole body was still, uh, except my legs, but to do some of this stuff, you have to yeah. have a full body control and strength. And, and, and mobility and range of motion. And, you know, like things that um, a lot of times that we, we don't focus on, like being able to overhead squat. Normally that's a, a, a good test for people when they first come into the gym to see where they're at from a mobility you know, point of view. And then when you look at Olympic lifters, like they're doing, you know, one and a half times their body weight overhead in an overhead squat. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's incredible. So let's go the opposite end. What would be one of the, um, I wouldn't say just one exercise, but like, is there like three to five exercises that you would generally put together? Let's say, a uh like a, a travel crossfit workout or something that mm -hmm. anyone could do what would be those what would be that very simple like hey i want to get a taste of what crossfit's like um you know like kind of quick like maybe 10 15 minute 20 minute workout is there are there's do you have that in your head like you know i, I know these three exercises you put <laughs> them together and boom you got crossfit workout um, I've got a couple of those. We actually have some travel workouts that we send people whenever they go on vacation. Like here's mm -hmm. some stuff you can do anywhere you go. Um, and a lot of it's taking movements that we already know and just 
you know, putting together pretty simply, you know, obviously everybody's favorite exercise to hate a burpee. You can do those anywhere. You know, um, the, the one thing I get with people though, whenever they're doing burpees is making sure that their elbow position is good whenever they're coming down to the ground and making sure that they're, you know, everything's in tight here versus falling on their arms with their elbows out wide here, you know, puts a huge amount of pressure on their shoulder. And I have honestly seen more injuries from people doing burpees where their brain shuts off and they're just falling down on the ground and end up, you know, jamming their shoulder back mm-hmm. here. Um, then like in a controlled situation where they're doing like pull-ups and things like that. It's because when you start doing burpees, you try to, you know, people trying to shut their brain off and not think about it when you, you know, you still need to keep really good form when you're doing it. Um, but, you know, putting together something like burpees, air squats, you know, just squatting properly. It's one of the most, you know, functional things we can do in life, mm-hmm. you know, sitting down and standing up. Um, and then, you know, running, you can pretty much run anywhere, you know? So if you're in a, you know, traveling and you're in a hotel somewhere, um, you know, one that's really easy is if you're in a multi-story hotel, start at the bottom floor, you know, do 10 squats on every floor to the top and 10 squats on every floor coming back down. Great workout at the end, you're done, you know, might take 10 minutes and, you know, you can go back to your room and, uh, and, and take a shower. That's um, awesome. If you're, if you're at the beach, um, this, this is, you know, I, I like, uh, when I'm at the beach to get in the sand a little bit, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you don't mind getting dirty, you know, you can, uh, you know, same thing set up, do like 10 burpees, set yourself out about a 50 meter sprint, you know, do a quick sprint, do that every, you know, two minutes for 10 rounds. You got a great workout. Um, you got your heart rate up, you got some interval work in there and, you know, it, it's fun cause you're out on the beach and you're getting a little sun while you're doing it. Well, that's awesome. I think the other thing I want to um, ask or share is that like, it's not the same workout all the time, right? Like you no. might come in on a Tuesday and get a very different workout than last Tuesday. Right? Yeah. Um, so one of the things that, that I think that keeps people coming back to CrossFit is that it's always changing, you know, um, and, and what I felt and I've felt this for a long time is the workout that is most successful for people is the one that they stick with. You know, mm-hmm. consistency beats everything when it comes to, you know, fitness and getting in shape. And people want variety. They want to learn different things. They want to do different things. They want to be challenged in different ways. Um, and if you looked at the programming a lot of times for CrossFit, you wouldn't be able to see those connections unless you looked at it from a global view. Like if you looked at it over a, a six week or, you know, microcycle or a longer macrocycle, then you would see the connections of things that you're doing. But from week to week, you're not going to see those connections as much. And that's the way we want it because we want you to feel like, like you're coming in and, okay, this is a new challenge. And, mm-hmm. you know, tomorrow it's going to be something a little different. And what we're doing is over those different days is, we're, you know, we're challenging different energy systems. We're challenging different body parts. We're keeping the body as one whole system, but we might be focusing on a different aspect of it today versus yesterday. Right. And it's, so, and it's we, less we do focused. a lot of strength training. Most of the strength training. Sorry, there was a little delay, but right. It's go less ahead. focused ahead. on I'm just sorry. like biceps and shoulders and yeah. full body movements or movement patterns. 
It, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's more about, yeah, if you think about real life, real life doesn't break us into body parts. Mm-hmm. You know, if I've got to go unload my truck and I got 50 bags of sackcrete in the back of it, you know, that's not a back and by day or a chest and tri day or leg day. That's my whole body. And what we're trying to do is prepare people for everything outside of the gym, the sport of life, whether you, you know, ride bikes, whether you, you know, want to go and play with your grandkids um, or you want to play soccer on the weekends, you know, whatever it is, we want you to be better at those things outside of here. So we want to train the body as one whole system rather than pieces. That's awesome. John, you know, what are some of the changes you've seen uh, CrossFit make and other people or like, how has it impacted um, some of the people you've worked with? Um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times it, it, it really fires me up when somebody comes in and they don't have a really a connection to fitness, meaning there are people that love to work out and they're going to work out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people that come in that are like, oh, you know, my doctor told me I need to lose weight or my such and such relative does CrossFit and they told me I should do it. I'm going to give it a try. And that relationship goes from, oh, this is a burden to this is something that I enjoy to do every day. And it helps me relieve stress and I feel better and accomplished when I do it. Um, And that's, you know, that's where you want people to be. You know, you want them, you know, not to have, you know, to have an excuse to work out, not an excuse not to work out. You know, they want to do a workout while they're on vacation because they don't want to lose what they've already gained. They're they're in this pattern of doing it each week, and it's just part of their life. Um, and that's what you want more than anything else is them be connected to fitness and it be just a part of them, you know, for the rest of their life. That's awesome. That's great. So what are some of your, like, top recommendations, like three to five recommendations for people who want to be strong and fit, whether they go to CrossFit or not? Um, so like I said before, consistency is probably the most important thing. You know, you've got to be consistent with whatever you do. Um, you got to enjoy it. You know, like mm-hmm. I said, CrossFit's not for everybody. If, if it is great, you, you know, stick with it. If it's something else, you know, if, um, you know, if, if going to the, the planet fitness or whatever, and, you know, if that lights you up, then that's what you need to do. You need to find that thing that lights you up that keeps you coming back over and over again. Um, from a personal point of view, I think everybody could benefit from some sort of functional fitness because I think that's going to be more applicable to everyday life, but that doesn't necessarily have to be here. You know, it doesn't have to be at my gym. You can, there's a lot of places now, there's a lot of gyms that are offering some sort of functional fitness or, you know, personal trainers are focusing on that. Um, any one of those would be great. It's just finding that thing that lights you up that you're going to do consistently over the long run. And then as far as strength training goes, stick with the basics. Like it doesn't have to be, you know, to, to get strong, you don't have to be fancy. You know, you, you, you can squat, you pick things off the ground, you, you know, push things overhead, you focus on those simple lifts and you can get really strong doing that. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And, um, before we go, um, I just want to, uh, you know, get some information about you. So how do we find you? So John, is there like a good place for people to go to find you guys online through your website, social media? Um, yeah. like what's the address so, or URL? Um, everything is through crossfitgreensboro.com. So if you, um, you know, www.crossfitgreensboro.com, you can actually sign up for a free class you know, put your information in there. We'll set you up and bring in for, for a free class to try it out if you're interested in it. Um, we're also on Facebook, you know, just look up 
CrossFit Greensboro or Instagram. Uh, all of our information is out there. Um, we're located at Four Dundas Circle. Um, so if you're familiar with Greensboro, we're like in between Wendover and Market Street. Okay, awesome. And is your is you do you have a, guys have a group on Facebook? Is it for public or just for members? Because right? I know I'm so in that. We have sure. <laughs> we we do have a group that is members only. Okay. Um, so it's like friends, and you know we let you know, other people, if you've been a member at one time or another, you're on that group. Um, but I'm pretty flexible about letting people in if they're interested in being there, as long as they're, you know, it's a, it's a supportive environment to share ideas, joke back and forth, and just sort of keep that camaraderie amongst the members. That's awesome. So I think the URL, if someone wants to get a free class is it's crossfitgreensboro.com forward slash how dash two dash join. We'll put that in the show notes in the, okay. in the blog post as well. Um, but just go check it out. I think you can, you can get there from the, uh, the homepage. It says try a class for free and big. Absolutely. Break. So absolutely. Awesome. And if they hit that number on there, it's my phone number. So if they, if they call that number, they're going to call me. Perfect. So. That's so great. Um, all right. Well, I appreciate John. I appreciate you being here. This is really amazing. Is there a question uh, that thank I you, didn't Dr. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a question I didn't ask that you think would be important that maybe we didn't cover? Like, um, I, one thing I would say is um, you know, to make, I, I know right now is such a weird time within the industry as a whole, getting back in the gym. Um, you know, the safety of our members is extremely important for us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that we've done to make everybody feel comfortable is we have set up boxes within our gym. So there's about a 200 square foot block that everybody works in separately of everybody else. So when they come in, they've got their own space, they've got their own equipment. Um, they clean their hands before they come in. They, you know, they wipe everything down um, before and after and, our members have been extremely happy with the the protocols that we put in place for this. You don't walk across anybody else's space. You don't borrow equipment. Um, and I think that's, that's important now because people want to feel comfortable when they walk in the gym that, okay, this is a clean environment. This is safe. You know, I can come in here and work out and, and, and walk away and, and not have to worry about other things. Yeah. So. Yeah, thank you for sharing that night. And, and that is important. And I can see the sanitizer behind you and the floor looks like it's drying from being clean. You know, and you guys have like 25, 30 foot ceiling. So you got a, a lot of space, right? And, and um, we open up our bay doors a lot, yeah. which gets a lot of like natural air circulation. One of the things they're saying is that's extremely important. Just having natural air circulation within the facility right. helps prevent the, the spread of anything. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was awesome. It was great getting to know you. And um, I look forward to uh, coming back to the gym soon and connecting in person. And uh, let me let us know how we can help you thrive. And this is the uh, Healthy GSO podcast. And I want you guys, if you're listening, to go out there and move and do something different because it is trying something new and doing something new stimulates your brain and your body. And that's how we're all going to stay Um, fit, healthy, strong, and uh, do it together. So John, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys all on the next show. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. If you want more free resources and tips, go to healthygso.com. We'll see you next time on the Healthy GSO podcast.